0: Instruction, golf business, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. Well, here we go. Welcome to the Flagstick Podcast uh, with uh, myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod. uh, Sponsored this week by Adidas. Adidas introduces the ultimate 365 Tour heat apparel, ZG23 vent footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. The collection features a mix of silhouettes for vent for men and women uh, made with heat-ready and no-show technology to keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their very best. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available on adidas.ca and the Adidas app and selected retailers worldwide. Um, making sure that we let you know, as we always do, I know it's redundant, but make sure you're following across all social media networks, um, Instagram, X, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, Subscribe to Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you podcast. Um, And we really encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us, click the notification bell to make sure you never miss a single episode of this or anything else that we do. Um, Scotty Mac. Yo. Another week has passed, and here we are. Uh, (laughs) We're not going to get into discussion right now about Solheim Cup because that's later on, but uh, it is Solheim Cup week. It is kind of an exciting week. I know some people maybe don't get as excited about the Solheim Cup as they do the Ryder Cup, but we are golf people, and therefore we do get excited about the Solheim Cup and the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup and the Walker Cup and the Gordon Cup and the O'Brien Cup. (laughs) A lot of cups. And the Flagstick Cup and the whatever. All the the cups all the cups all I've
1: the cups cup. i've got a cup but i've just got lemonade in it. how's the
0: week been oh what is it it doesn't look it's like a coffee that looks like something lemonade. that looks like uh something from new orleans i've had the coffee oh, yeah <laughs> you know the because... cap and a straw on that and give you give you a <laughs> neck full of beads
1: well, hurricane well yeah no how's the weekend uh not much golf Mm-mm. on my side of it um oh. Lots of golf travel talk. We we, know. we were in a 2 hour talk yesterday. Oh, that was like, and that could have gone
0: on longer. I had it, to it go. I have. felt so bad cuz I'm like
1: okay, we, we I have to go.
0: I kind of yeah. budgeted a couple hours for this max and we were still going <laughs> and we were still um just to I mean, let's not Yeah, we will let feeling. people in. And tell people let people is. in. Um our good buddy Brad Kozak who's a uh, forward uh, business consulting, he does a whole bunch of travel stuff primarily the big one for for him and for us is golf in yep. yep which oddly enough as we discussed does not include ottawa um maybe yeah. we can fix that but it was kind of weird but anyways we were talking about that we we're talking about panama because there was a Panama trip. We're not gonna get into that because that's that could be a discussion in itself sometime. That's gonna be a whole show at some time. Uh we're talking about Arizona, we're talking about Vegas, like we're just talking about it was fun. It was, it fun was a great little to, conversation. Yeah. I said after we were done, I said, geez, we should have put the record on and yeah. recorded the whole conversation, but we probably could had
1: would have had to clip a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but uh we'll definitely uh get Brad on to oh, talk about some destinations. And I think you know, travel is definitely becoming uh, you know especially this time of year people are planning some things to go away in the winter they're already starting to plan for next year obviously we had sam i on last week for golf pei to talk sort of about that especially you know for next year so we'll definitely have some some travel related content uh over the winter time and and uh it's not far from our minds all the time
0: you know and i don't and i know we don't uh we don't always get a lot a ton of conversation amongst our listeners with the podcast. I know we have a lot of people listening, just not a lot of conversations, but I want to encourage people. We had a discussion about the whole um travel thing and getting more involved in that and and mm-hmm. maybe organizing some trips and things yeah. like that. What's the appetite out there from from our from our listeners and our viewers of this podcast and our followers on social media, what's the yeah, appetite to, to kind of jump in to something like that? If we organize a trip for 16 people yeah. to go to Arizona for four days and three, or three days, four days and three nights and, and play, you know, three or four rounds of golf. Like what's the appetite for that? Let us know. Uh, and, and if there's enough of an appetite for it, well, heck we'll arrange it. We have enough contacts sure. in this business that if we wanted to do a trip somewhere, it wouldn't be that difficult to get it yeah. going. And it uh, would be, it uh, would be, and pretty that could awesome be a lot trip. of fun.
1: And, and it wouldn't be just an, a normal trip. There's a lot of thing we can add from oh, a yeah. value standpoint of an interest standpoint. We've got, you know, almost 30 years of experience of. No such thing as golf- normal. In the golf industry. So, you know, you just don't want to make it just a a traditional trip, you want to do some extra things in there. And definitely, we can add that element to it. And I I think, you know, based on conversations that I have on social media, pretty much every day, um, Mm -hmm. I get people that are obviously reaching out about particular destinations where they should go. I mean, I literally had one Uh, last night of someone reach out uh, one of the executives within one of the major golf associations who was asking about a trip someplace and basically said, Hey, where do I go for hotels? Where do I eat? Uh, What other things do I do? So don't be shy about that. People, if you've got people that are from, you know, major golf associations reaching out to us, then maybe you should be too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we will say we are, we are trying to, work on getting something going with the golf pei for next yeah. year so that is in the works um but that's been in the works for a long time so yeah uh, we're just uh we're working on that details to come um anyway we'll leave it at that yeah um okay what do we got going on tonight? we got a good show um yep. it's a, it's okay show i mean it's not yeah, yeah. a great show it's okay. a lot of stuff a lot it of should. show notes if you like talking notes. about golf and you don't mind listening to us jabber on about golf then it's probably a pretty good show if you're not sure. into it well you might as well
1: like skip well, over to chicklets or something in, like that it might be yeah. more entertaining well if you're sitting in your car and you're bored i mean uh you know there's always some time to listen to a golf podcast and hopefully uh you know this is one of them that you can listen yeah to. if
0: you want to spend an hour to listening to us dump on mike babcock well then oh, <laughs> this is probably the wrong <laughs> podcast to be listening to yeah that's but, a whole other topic yeah, we're not get on to. good, and, and, good thing we yeah. don't have to do deal with that but we no. do have a good uh a good show good podcast for you this week we got to, we're going to get caught up on some of the latest news as we always yeah. do to keep you informed um little tip on the lesson t talk about the chicken wing chicken wing with the uh, kevin and jake came good oh, tip and uh, on the back nine it's all about solheim cup yeah it is solheim cup week that's what we, when we said we were going to talk about it we're going to yeah.
1: talk about it um so uh let's get yeah, to get it a little bit of equipment talk too. Okay, we're going to talk some gear we going on. We do have a mailbag question in there, which you know we maybe start doing a little bit more of those. And then I've got a little question as well uh, to our listeners about innovations and things that might be happening with their golf course, just for some feedback. Mm-hmm. And might be a topic for an upcoming show. So we'll get to that here. All right. So it
0: sounds like day. we got a pretty busy front and a pretty pretty busy yeah. back. So All right, let's, let's get, get at it. it. Uh, front nine presented by Metcalf Golf Club, and natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season is uh, well underway, obviously. So you can still save on your golf this season, get those game packs, uh, and get ready to head to the first tee and save a little bit before the end of the season comes. Visit metcalfgolf.com to shop for those now and check out their membership options as well. Okay, Scott, sure. Front nine. You got um, it. The final event official final event, because I guess the Pain Challenge Cup is yes, is an unof- exactly. is not a points event, so it's an unofficial right. tour event. But the Flagstick.com PGA of Ottawa Tour Fall mm-hmm. Championship took place, limited field at Rideau View. Yep. Uh, and those players were treated to an outstanding golf course and, and got a firsthand look. There's still bunker renovations going on out there. Yeah. Uh, so a few of the bunkers probably weren't in play for them, but uh, they would have had a first hand look at a lot of the renovations that have gone on already, especially on the front nine there um guys loved it everybody loves read of you great feedback great feedback winners well Graham gunn uh in (laughs) the senior senior division took took yet another senior division crown uh with a 70 uh outstanding golf and uh james spiernik um i see james i saw james quite a bit over the uh over the summer because he teaches at uh at uh, titan uh out at uh, richcraft senseplex in the east end of ottawa there and okay. I, we, I saw him you know pretty much twice two three times a week uh whenever i was out that way fires yeah. a 66 yeah he can play
1: he and, can play and, and, you know and what, he's and not up... playing that much that's no. the thing he's yeah. not
0: playing a lot of golf no. and dude goes he's out and fires right. a 66 and wins
1: yeah, he said it was kind of special for him a little bit just because the fact that, you know, he hasn't won a tournament in a while and, and you know, he has won a number of events within the zone. But, uh, you know, his, his game, you know, as as you said, he, he hasn't been playing a lot. I mean, a lot of people are, don't get out and play. They're busy coaching and so forth. He coaches mm-hmm. at the Meadows there as well. Um, but 66, six under a read of you. I mean, that's some impressive golf. That's he, some golf. Um, had some battles coming in as far as other players who were also contending or whatever. But, you know, he he basically jumped out ahead and, and posting six under. And yeah, six under usually gets it done on a one day event for sure. Yeah, his own yeah. event. Definitely. But I yeah. mean, there were some good players
0: in that field too. There though, were you know, actually Jose, we. uh, Roger Beal, Dan McNeely, I think yeah. Lee, Lee Curry,
2: was Lee Curry was the, in the mix. Sarah and those Henry. are all, those
0: three guys all, all read of you. I mean, Lee Curry's not at read of you now, but I mean, Lee, Lee yeah. basically yeah. grew up playing read of you. Yeah. He so,
1: 4,000 rounds there. For sure. so Sarah Landry the golf as well, course. the head pro at uh, uh, Rivermead. I think she was three under, I think she shot, uh, she was third. So, which is impressive as well. So she can play. There you go. um Upcoming uh
0: October the second, obviously the Ping Challenge Cup. We're looking forward to that at Highlands Golf Club. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get good weather, good fall weather. Yeah. I don't mind it a little chilly first thing in the morning, but I don't want to be chilly all day. No. You know, because in then the morning the coffee and maybe some something to spike up the coffee a little bit in the cart <laughs> as we captain our way around uh, and uh and watch the head professional play or not. Yeah, I know. I'm nervous about that because I'm nervous. We could play nine. Well, I would think that maybe that might be the only option because we kind of want to be there for for our yeah. guys coming in. And if we're out on the golf course playing yeah. ahead, even if we play ahead of them, yeah. you know, maybe nine and it'd be like the tiebreak match or something like that If <laughs> after I dump you somewhere after about five holes. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I get to play from the forward tee, so I, you have, have to play a, the I have a winning record. I'm
1: a senior, man. I got But to play
0: whatever.
1: I'm a senior. <laughs> yeah. Graham
0: Gunn can can justify <clears> playing <throat> as a senior. You can't. All right. We'll go with that. Senior. Oh, we should mention this. Oh, well, three, he, I
1: had 300 yards off the tee. I'm a senior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, we had two other players play in. At, yes. uh, at yes. uh, Reno View, uh, we have the playability test for the PGA of Ottawa. Uh, AJ Howe from Rockville Country Club.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so <clears throat> proud of this guy! What a great uh, guy! Ne- just never quit. I mean, never quit. This guy 13 times, 13 times he went through this qualifier and got himself in. And then, uh, Olivier, uh, Beaulieu, which is Guy's son, at, yes. from Le Sorcier, yeah, from La Sorcier, he got uh, played in. in as well. Which, so, uh, congratulations! That was his first try, though, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it might have been. But uh, yeah, congratulations to those guys getting their uh, PGA Canada career started. Uh, it's hard. That. Like, like, it's like, hard. Like, like, it, yeah. like, it's not easy to do. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, for some guys that
0: are playing a ton of tournament golf and ton mm, of golf leading then, into it, it's a little yeah. bit easier. But God, you know, when you when it's not that you have to win the tournament or anything no, no, like no, that, no.
1: you have to it's shoot just, a number. It's just, you're playing against a number. And the problem is, is that it's, you always know what that freaking number is, right? It's a mental test. It's not a physical test. So, I mean, you know, having gone through it and, and, you know, uh, multiple times, uh, and going out there and knowing you can play, but the problem is, as soon as you start to get your numbers start to creep up and you start to. You know, if you're starting to do math and going, man, I only yeah. have this this many strokes uh, to play with or whatever, um, it's difficult. I mean, now it's a it's a one round thing, so it's I'd say it's a little bit easier that way, which is fine. You're just trying to ensure that you have a certain level of playing ability. Um, but I can tell you, you know, when it was 36 and you're doing it overnight and you had to think about it, <laughs> that that definitely gets you a little bit. I
0: think and- it actually became it was easier when you finally did it. Um, yeah. and it didn't take you 13 tries to do yeah. it but when you finally did it you did it uh in a in an actual in the flagstick tournament. open you did yeah. it in a tournament so i think yeah. that that might have helped a little bit in that it was a tournament so there was a kind of like a secondary thing going on there too sure. yeah. uh, with what was going on around you plus you were part of the organizing group obviously for the tournament yeah. so you'd finish you'd, you'd warm up go play then you would finish your golf and come in and get some business done yeah, you know yeah. so that maybe the mind was kind of wandering different places too so that might have made it a little bit easier to kind of take your mind off of what you had to do but yeah. at the end of the day i do remember didn't you hit like seven iron seven iron seven iron seven iron seven iron the last hole to make a bogey <laughs> just to get the number i was, uh, <laughs> i don't know it was that bad but i think no i think i hit a <laughs> oh it was putter putter putter
1: putter 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 bogey the that, well, i mean here's the thing you know I had shot like one over the day before. So I had lots to play with on day two, which was easier. But again, you're not trying to make a big mistake. Uh, and it was a par five that, you know, you don't need to reach it in two. So really the, the goal... And you was, didn't need to reach it in three. No, I think it was four iron, seven iron wedge. And and I didn't care whether I five putted. I was still good. So it was fine. But yes, so congrats to those guys and uh, everybody else who's tried this year and uh, is looking to play in, uh, in the future. Okay,
0: so... Um one last thing um yeah. on the front nine here. Well one last thing on this well, part of the, the news front nine ones. is yeah. uh from a news perspective. Um awesome guy, mm-hmm. amazing superintendent. He is um Eric Roos was announced as the Canadian superintendent of the year. Yeah. This is I mean, a- any any of the superintendents that uh that we
1: know um all deserve a pat on the back for for the work that they do. We just, we just had thank a super day on September 12th. Yeah. And and you saw a a lot of posts on social media with,
0: with, you know, lots of thanks going out. Lots of courses were thanking their, their supers and and members of those courses were thanking, thanking their supers. But this one, Eric is just an awesome guy. And he does such a great job and so many things that they, they went through, not Mm -hmm. just, I know, I know it's, it's superintendent of this year, but I mean, yeah. Even oh, going career. back it's to rec- yeah, you know, even he's, going he's back to so. yeah, like go back to the you know pre CP Women's Open. What right. sorry, what is it again? The CPKC CPKC Women's Open at Hunt Club. Uh, the work that they had to do to get that course ready mm-hmm. um, to play. Like it's just it's a tireless job to be the to the to the main yeah. head superintendent at a club, let alone a club with that kind of stature where the demand to have the perfect conditions all the time is, yep. is very high. Mm-hmm. And um, my son, Brandon, and I had an opportunity to play the hunt club uh, this, uh, this year, not a couple weeks ago. Yep. And uh, it's always, I mean, every time I've ever played, it's just the conditioning is so good.
1: Yeah. Eric's, I mean, and Eric wins it, not only just for that, you know, there's multiple aspects to go, to go into it. Uh, like I said, he's worked there since 84. He's been the superintendent since 87. But it's a combination of a couple of things, not only keeping the high standard, but mentoring other players, being involved with the industry. Uh, And then, you know, this was just announced at the fall field day. He'll actually receive the award officially in February in Montreal at the National Golf Course uh, Management Conference. And uh, again, he's highly respected as a guy who's gone down to, you know, volunteer at major championships at Augusta National and so forth. A lot of people that have worked for him uh, have now gone on to successful careers and are members of the CGSA, the Canadian golf superintendent association as well. Uh, so it's, it's just well-deserved for many, many reasons. It's not about just, you know, taking care of grass. No, definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, definitely not. Okay. All um, right. now
0: that kind of wraps up a little, our, our, our updates and news information for yeah. you. Um, now we want to uh, before we uh, before we get out and take a break. We want to head out to the lesson tee um, presented by the Kevin Hame Golf School. It's always the right time to play better golf. Whether you need a private lesson, better short game, or some putting help, or even a custom club fitting, visit kevinhaim.com. And remember that uh, better golf is a lot more fun. Um, as we head out into the lesson T Kevin and and son Jay came are going to um, help you out with uh, getting rid of the backswing woes the chicken wing goodbye chicken wing out on the lesson tee with Kevin and Jake Cam let's go there now
3: happy tip tuesday golfers all right Jake we're back on the lesson tee and today we're talking about the trail of the back arm how it should move to set up the club properly uh, kind of a misunderstood thing about the game there's a couple of things we see a lot when when people try to you know, get their arms in the right position and perceive where they should be. So show me the two biggest things we see all the time.
2: Okay. So the first one is that people will set up and they will start too much with their back arm and they will pull it across their body in the takeaway. So as that back elbow pulls across their chest, it gets very behind them. And this will lead to having to lift the club up into this position which is how that dreaded chicken wing happens we all are trying to avoid.
3: Yeah, that, that elbow is up, the flying elbow, we call it sometimes. And it, a lot of it's caused, Jake, just because you don't turn enough. If you turn, the arms can fold. If you don't turn, those arms will separate and that elbow gets behind, as you said, and starts moving the wrong
2: way. Yeah, I agree. So when we turn it little, it'll look more like this, as opposed to using my arms to bring the club around instead.
3: Okay, so we get the flying elbow, the chicken wing. But then people try to fix it with another kind of misperception. What do they do next?
2: Yeah, so they'll overcorrect in the opposite direction. And what they'll try to do is they'll try to keep their elbow down, but they'll wind up bringing it in too much. So by pinning my elbow into my rib cage, it gets my arm very close to me, which I guess isn't up in the air, but it also means I rotate my shoulder in, I get my elbow down, and that will make me swing around my body too much for a completely different reason.
3: Yeah, another flaw, and we also call that narrow, because instead of swinging, the arm is locked into the ribs, and the swing gets very small and weak. The, The problem there is up has an opposite, the fix is to keep it down, the opposite of up is not in, and people just make that little mistake. So the, the the trailing arm needs to swing and then fold under the club into an L. And I've got a drill for you, just to show you how it works. You know, a lot of times golfers make mistakes because when you have both arms, you can really control that golf club. If you swing with just your back arm and allow your arm to swing, notice how my elbow swings naturally, and then I turn the club under, and get the elbow in that L position. If I only use one arm, the arm will usually travel the right way and it'll swing and then fold. I actually hit balls like this sometimes. It's not easy. Uh, Don't worry about it if you don't hit great shots, but if I can just stand here and swing and fold, I can move through and at least make contact and start to understand what that right arm, that back arm does. To support the club and have the proper position at the top right jake
2: yeah what i like about it so much is even if you don't hit it well it'll give you the feeling of what your trail arm should be doing so it makes it easier to replicate it in a golf swing instead of kind of being confused and wondering where your arm yeah should i love it go. it is
3: a swinging feeling is swing and fold try it next time you're practicing i think you'll hit better shots
0: yep that'll help get rid of the chicken wing there you go i've never had the chicken wing i did you're it either. before no, off the top of the show remember we talked about i, I was, we were Getting ready to do the the show today, yeah. I said uh, that Eamon Darcy was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the what a what a pull. And yeah, I, I don't even know where it came from. I just I was thinking chicken <laughs> wing swings, and that guy's swing just popped into my head. Ninety nine percent
1: of the people that are listening to this podcast, no idea, no who, idea who he is. But look him no. up, and yeah. very unique swing for yep. sure. <laughs> functional, functional, made it happen. very functional. Yeah, there's lots of ways to make things. Didn't
0: happen. somebody who else had? Um,
2: was another Barber guy that. Did,
0: on the PGA tour, not uh, not Jim Dent, but um... Well, Jim Dent had a little bit of
1: one. Calvin yeah. Pete, on
0: Calvin the... Pete, that yeah. was the guy I was thinking of. Now, why didn't Calvin yeah. Pete pop into my head before Eamon no Darcy? Idea. I would be no more idea. familiar with Calvin Pete than Eamon Darcy, but somehow Eamon Darcy just... Anyway, here I go. I'm going from here. I'm going to there. Which I'll just sit here and listen, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm in a chatty mood. I've had four cups of coffee already oh, today. I am wired. Wired. <laughs> I t- I was going to come back after dropping my son off at school and go to bed because I was so tired last (laughs) night. Somehow I ended up getting into an extra cup of coffee, and now I'm good to go. Wow. Good to go. Okay. sit back. (laughs) Um, We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get into a bunch of stuff. I thought we were just going to do Solheim Cup Talk, but it sounds like you've got other plans, so that's good because other plans are good. But we've got a bunch of things we're going to get into on the back nine. Um, but first we've got to take a break. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Scott McLeod and Jeff Botter. Adidas introduces the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Event Footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. Both the ZG23 Event and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app and selected retailers worldwide. All right. And welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast uh, with uh, Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. Uh, Well, let's get right into our back nine, Scotty Mac, uh, presented this week by Castleview Golf Club, only a short 25-minute drive from Ottawa. This 18-hole layout is renowned for its superb conditions and unsurpassed service, making it a must-play in the Capital Region. 5, 10, and 20-round packs are available. Visit castleview.com for more information. Okay. So we're spinning things around a little bit, doing some mm. different things. We're trying to mix up this podcast, keep it interesting, keep you loving it, keep you loving
1: us. So how's a better working? way to do
0: that with some great <laughs> golf content?
1: Yeah lots of stuff going on so it's just trying to from a variety standpoint it's 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 trying to stay relevant with what some people are obviously asking about talking about uh so we thought we'd just respond and sort of blend in a few more things and we might have uh, more things related to this uh, on future shows as well so
0: i'll tell you the first one on the list of products that you want to talk about really uh, hit a nerve with uh with uh brandon my youngest son brandon put brandon a fair bit on this podcast i don't know why (laughs) I do have another son and a wife, um, but Brandon, uh, he's when he first started um, really getting into golf and getting, yeah. you know, getting his his first real set of clubs and all that. He loved the spider putter. Yep. So we reached out to Nick uh, at um, yep. at TaylorMade and asked about possibly because he was very small, very short, about yeah. getting a custom made putter for him. So they made him a a uh, red custom red spider yep. putter it was like 28 inches um you know and it was all weighted and balanced properly for that length because it's 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 very easy just to take something this long cut it down you don't realize yeah. what what you end up doing to the to the putter when you do that and he used that thing he still uses that thing I know, he still likes it. And, he, <laughs> and he's like he's literally from four eight when he probably had that yep. putter made for him, maybe even smaller yeah. to five nine now he still uses the putter he still Amazing. loves the putter call i call it the red rocket he does not like it when i call it that but anyway <laughs> he's not a big he still likes the spider putters the new ones
1: yeah uh, that, yeah and they've really, continued the franchise i mean it started almost 20 years ago but he it, it really continued. preferred the older right the shape the shape of the yeah. older original spider putters and he's like
0: oh i really wish they still had that and he saw well, the post right. on flagstick.com good for him he's and he's it. and he's like he's like dad dad he said the, sp- the old spider putters back
1: <laughs> it is so, in now,
0: so now i know it is but now yeah. he's like okay i gotta get a new red one yeah so okay so we're talking about the tailor um introduces the spider tour series
1: yeah they reintroduce oh. reintroduced it so they brought this back out um kind of a mix of traditional looks and more modern technology uh some different weighting as well uh, some different different technology internally uh as as well they're making use of just for uh, vibration dampening and for feel right in behind the insert uh using some of the uh technology that they've sort of developed and made use of in, in some of their distance irons of stealth and stealth hd but i think the big excitement just like brandon is excited about is that traditional spider shape uh, is back as an option uh within this series and i think the series just sort of you know, again, it's become iconic. And I, I said that in our article, that's, uh, you know, at flagstick.com, it's it's become one of those things for this modern generation of golfer. When you ask them sort of what the classic putters are, I mean, we're back talking about, you know, ping answers and zebras and, you know, uh blades <laughs> and blades and stuff like that. Uh, whereas the current generation of golfers really familiar with, you know, that Spider Tour is being a, you know, sort of an iconic uh putter which it has become you know a major franchise and really you know for tailor made they'll admit themselves from a putting standpoint they weren't really into the putter game until that spider really sort of took hold yeah and so this new series you know there's a five models in there some various shapes again different weighting to suit different players as far as um their strokes and how they perform um So it's a mix of that that traditional look, which a lot of people are liking, but some modern improvements. And, you know, the PVD finish as well, a little bit more durable. Uh, As we know, some of the original tailor-made putters that you see around with people in their bags, pretty chipped up, pretty banged up um you know it's almost a point of pride for some people that to have that you know those are those are
0: battle scars man that's
1: exactly it that's exactly what he said in the article the battle scars um but yeah it's got the pvd finish so uh yeah certainly um you know that's coming out pre-order is pretty soon and i think fully out around the uh, end of october at at retail so uh something to pay attention to and if you want details of that just head up to flagstick.com we've got photos of all of it uh and details on that as well and they've also got a my spider a program in there for even more customization which is probably what brandon would be interested in yeah he's uh, uh, he's already doubt- been
0: he's already been there
1: yeah so i've got no, the printout no, no. of what
0: the new one's supposed to look like and <laughs> I now gotcha. i just i gotta i gotta make a call
1: uh, okay all right sounds good
0: um so switching from putters to shoes yeah. uh, yep. adidas uh, has revealed the uh, new mc Uh, 87 4D shoes.
1: Yeah, if people are uh, familiar with the 4D soles, again, it's not sort of for everyone from a look standpoint, Um, but from a performance standpoint, the 4D soles, uh, appeared man I think about six years ago now in Adidas's regular line and it's kind of worked its way now into their uh, some of their golf products as well. Uh, MC87 is is a continuation of the MC80 that came out just a little while ago. It's sort of a limited series shoe. Uh, has an inspiration from Adidas model shoes from the nineteen eighties. And what they've done is they've taken uh I think it's the Tiverton model from from 87 that Adidas had, and then they've added sort of the full 40s, uh, soul to it. So it's kind of a very unique look. Uh, you can see we've got video of that pictures of it, all sorts of things, but even people are like, Oh, guilty options and stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's definitely, definitely different. Not going to suit everybody, but certainly getting some attention and, uh, a nice special edition release from Adidas. It's, you know, again, it's not a, it's not a wide release, um, but it's for men and for women. And it's on a gender neutral, um, uh, sh- um, uh, general neutral platform so from a sizing standpoint and and a look standpoint i mean it's uh yeah it's pretty interesting so
0: uh, OK, now, do you want to do you want to keep going with the product? Do you want to because we, we do want to get into some of the yeah. Solheim Cup. Talk. Well, I'll just you...
1: I'll just mention a couple okay, of them quickly. Okay. Uh, Puma's got a new made for this line to combat weather elements. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up really soon on on weather gear from yeah, various different companies. Wise, so pay pay yeah. attention to that. And then Nike has got a special edition Air Max uh, One Golf in Euro and US colors for Solheim Ooh, and Rider sweet. Cup weeks. So, yeah, in
0: case you want to get your uh, get your cup gear on
1: yeah yeah i mean just people like special edition stuff they just like shoes and different things to be you know it's like golf bags or whatever they just want to be different and stand out from the crowd not all have the same thing so yeah that's the reasoning for that stuff
0: now uh moving on to something more um innovative
1: (laughs) yeah so again just a couple of quick things here well we'll we'll rip through this really quickly before we get to solheim because i know we really want to get to solheim so how about i just Pile through this one here. Um, Burn it. just hearing, uh, from about more clubs about expanding their offerings, kind of in Ontario, Quebec, across Canada as well, uh, doing different things with, uh, music, bands, special events, uh, new non-golf services, etc. Uh, we'd love to hear, uh, from people about how their favorite golf course is evolving. You know, you can hit us up on X, Instagram, whatever, just DM us, let us know what your club is doing differently, what we should know about it. Maybe it's programs or whatever. Uh, we're always looking for topics. Uh, I, I know I had some uh, messages for. Some people from Halifax actually this week okay. talking about some innovative programs that are happening in uh, Atlantic Canada, including Newfoundland. And uh, I'm going to follow up on that and we'll have some uh, content on that soon, but always willing to hear about that for sure. And one last thing quickly we don't have to give it a lot of thoughts and opinion. We can actually we can actually push it to maybe another week, but, uh, we had, uh, one of our community members, Chris ask us, uh, what we think is better for measuring distances on a golf course, a laser range finder or a GPS watch, uh, um, device, find the um, uh, sprinkler head and pace it off. Yeah. Let's go that way. I think I actually did an ask flagstick on this i'm gonna to have to go back uh no offense chris we, we don't want to actually just sort of you know blow over this by too much we'd rather dig into it a little bit more we so can,
0: we can dig into it a bit if you want i mean it's yeah. not
1: well i, I mean for to you. me I, i'll give my opinion quickly um There's no right or wrong in this. It really depends what you want to use it for. Uh, Range finders are obviously line of sight. You need to be able to, you know, see what you're doing because you're going to shoot them with the laser and and comes back as far as distance wise. Uh, I like a laser range finder just because the fact that it gives you uh, whatever targets that you want. But if it's around a corner, you're not going to see that too well. Um, And what people will also find then is that, you know, within GPS devices, it's not only just giving you you know, yardage as far as you know, front, back, middle. Some people like it as far as the other information or the other features of their GPS device. Say it's a watch for an example where it might have scoring options in there. There's other things and features that are in there. So it, it really comes down to what you need from it. It's not a case of one just being, it's better, it's better. And hey, you know what? Nobody says you can't use both. Or none at all. None at all. Nobody says you
0: have to use either or,
1: yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, I've done that. I know I did that this year. I had a round where I just kind of, you know, got rid of the range finder and took a half set out and just kind of, you know, paced off old school, um, you know, off the 150 markers and and eyeballed it and whatever. And that's all. That's all. I'm
0: kind of the you know, I mean, I'll I'll weigh in on this a little bit, but I mean, I'm 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 always. Maybe I just feel like the negative Nelly sometimes when it comes to this stuff, because I know, I know the game is evolving. I know, I mean, to sit there and say I'm a traditionalist, but I don't play, um, I don't play hickory clubs and persimmon (laughs) woods and so on and use, and use uh, Gouda percha balls or featheries. But um, at the same time, there are still some components of the game that I don't, I don't believe should be technologically enhanced and, I'm okay with range finders um, mm-hmm. to a point. I I, I I use a range finder here and there. I don't use them very often. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of watches and stuff like that because only because that, and I know it does help speed up play a little bit to an extent. Mm-hmm. It also does slow down play to an extent too, when there's so much figuring out of your yardages as far as, you know, what is it to there? or What is it to there instead of just playing what's in front of you. But when it comes to knowing yardages over trees and and you know cutting corners and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, I just, I'm on the fence with it. People will argue one way or the other, but I'm more if I'm going to pick one or the other, it's going to be it'll be the laser range finder, not a watch. Okay, the watch right. in my drawer over here.
1: Yeah, I've got one someplace here. Hell's so. time too. Yeah, but I, I, I think the problem. thing is though. Yeah, if people can look quickly and they're just middle yardage, that's perfectly fine. It's gonna they're gonna play faster because of it. One would think slower. So one would think, but
0: try, <laughs> I mean, and and we've all experienced those those that do play faster with these yeah. with technology devices and those that yeah. don't. Slow uh, players
1: are slow. They're slow because they're exactly, slow, exactly. Because they're slow the whether
0: they're using the device or not. But I have yeah. seen those that could be faster playing far slower than they should be. But anyway,
1: slow play is a completely other topic. Yeah. And I will, I won't blame that on the technology. I'll blame that on the golfer. Well, yeah, it's not the technology's fault. Technology is supposed to make it faster, but yeah, it's the golfer. If a a golfer is slow, they're slow. Don't be slow.
0: Don't be slow. Yeah. Make me angry. All right. Um, all right, we want to get into some Solheim talk, Cup talk, yeah. but first, uh, just a reminder, we have a free free, free,
1: free, don't
0: people like free stuff? I think so. Uh, we have a free Flagstick Digest newsletter that you can sign up for at flagstick.com. Yes, That's you big, can. Simple. It's simple. And it's every three days a week, yep. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, You got it. news, information, product reviews. Whatever it is, direct to your inbox. You got it. And you get the newsletter, you read the little blurb, you like what you see, click it, more, boom, over to flagstick.com. You don't have to go to flagstick.com right away and scour through the website. You can get this to your inbox, and then you can go over to flagstick.com. And it goes directly to the cool article that you're looking at. So, um, free. Sign up for the Flagstick Digest newsletter. Uh, to do that just go to flagstick.com and it's pretty simple top right hand corner bottom right hand corner and many other corners throughout the website all right Either can't make that. it any easier than that no nope. um yeah so scott
1: yes sir solheim cap starts tomorrow. get into some
0: solheim cup it starts tomorrow now I am. Uh, I'm. I'm somewhat excited about this. Well, I'm not somewhat excited. I am excited about this. I've seen the golf course, um, yep. not firsthand, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't been. Haven't been. No, uh, I haven't been. Oh, okay. But I am. Um, I am really excited about uh, about the Solheim Cup. Why looks, are you excited? Well, Why are you it excited? because that's what I want. It hear. looks like a very um, evenly matched group that on paper mm-hmm. seems to benefit the european side a little bit yeah and okay. i think that that's something where every single time <laughs> we have a solheim cup or we have a Ryder cup or we have a president's cup all the talk is about how the americans are favored how the americans are favored how the, the americans are not favored now even yeah. if they try to the media try to spin it Yeah, that the Americans are still favored, even though Europe's got the better team on paper, more experience. I think I think a combined 31 Solheim Cup uh, cups played with within the uh, European team. team. Yeah. You know, all these other storylines surrounding, you
1: know, trying for three in a row.
0: Yeah. So um, Europe's favored hands down on paper. But we all know that golf is not played on paper. Golf is played on a golf course, yeah. and at the end of the day, um, the players are the ones that are going to decide who wins the uh, the Solheim Cup, not the not the stat lines. Yeah,
1: and I, I think part of it is uh, a couple of things why I'm excited about it. When and, and just carrying through exactly what you're talking about, um, we've got a mix of very highly skilled players. Mm-hmm. We've got a mix of we'll call them a cast of characters of (laughs) players that are emotional and, and, and have different ways that they play super highly competitive, I think there's just a lot of good ingredients there and people have to realize as well, much different than maybe on the men's side of the game where the U S dominates. So if you start to look through um, you know, the top 100 players in the world on the men's side, U S has a, you know, is dominant in there in those, in those rankings. But you'll find if you jump here and, and I did it yesterday, I just went through the Rolex rankings. Um, you'll be down to 70th, in the world before you hit the bottom of the, you know, the, the US team players that are involved here. So, um, you know, yes, they don't have the number one player in the world on the European side, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, uh, but they do have the number five, they have a higher concentration of players. Europe has a high concentration of players near the top. They do have some that are obviously not, but it's a more international game on the women's side of it. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that more and more all the time. And then what makes it cool is that, you know, short of a couple of players here, um, they're very familiar now from the European side to a lot of the people in North America. Um, They're used to seeing these players in the five uh lpga majors they're they're used to seeing them winning and being in the mix and talked about so yeah um it's not like the old days where you know if you looked at the solheim cup and then you looked over the european team you're like yeah i know three of the players um that's not the case anymore. no no not at all and the u.s i mean the
0: u.s does have five rookies yeah uh, europe yeah. has three yeah again i mean that might make a little bit of a difference, but I mean, we're not talking about five versus one or no, you know, it, it's five and three it's, it's only a couple of extra bodies. Well, when and, you, and
1: when you consider the, uh the rookies on the U S side, one, three majors, and one of them's won two this year. One of them's won one. It's, you know, again, you're talking major championship winners. So we're not talking people green out of the box, uh, you know, just, just fresh out of college. Although, you know, Ro Zhang is, is obviously, um you know that's that's a story in itself she's fresh out of it but yeah she's she's obviously a winner already on tour so um yeah and and i think you know when we start to look at the lineups and and how they are yeah there's just going to be some fun matches and Mm -hmm. you know this is going to be early in the morning it's obviously being played in spain um so that morning golf on tv that's exactly so that adds another little element too and match play i mean we both love match play oh yes um so it's great to see the matches and i think that equalizes a lot of things as well um, as opposed to stroke play. Everybody can be, you know, you're in it until you're not in it. Really, what it amounts to So, Well, that's um, the thing, right? I
0: mean, you don't have to have 18 outstanding holes and post a 65 to win no. a match. I no. mean, you could easily post a 75 or a 78 and, and still win a match if you just happen to make a lot of birdies on the holes that you make a lot of others. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. combined as team match play until Sunday anyway. So it's, uh, you know, we're dealing with best balls or alternate shots. Yep. Um it's just the format it, it just it just gets you. I mean it just it's hard not to um you know leading into it some people might say, "Oh, I'm not really going to watch the Solheim Cup. I'm not really into, you know, LPJ or women's golf." It's like, "Yeah, but you know what? If you're mm-hmm. not into it, now yeah. might be the time just to tune in because this is when you will get kind of pumped and excited about it yeah. because it's, it just gets electric. It just... Well, I think
1: there I think the people will learn about these athletes and they'll learn more about these athletes because, you know, there is a limited number of players in the field. So they're going to hear more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not often when you watch an, lpga event for an example or more on a PJ tour it doesn't really matter but you know there's not usually a lot of focus on the 10th or 12th or 13th player um where in this you know it's usually the the top couple of players but these are all these matches matter so you're going to hear more about you know uh you know leona mcguire you're going to hear about caroline headwall you're going to hear about lynn grant you know Mm -hmm. you're going to hear about andrea lee you're going to hear more about angel yin cheyenne knight um so you're going to know more about these players and you're going to be able to examine their skills and see their skills and i think that's just going to make you appreciate it that much more and maybe have that much more interest in their games as they go forward on the let or lpga so you're right now if there's a chance to watch it or a chance to you know get an interest in in the uh the women's game this this is the event that really could hook you
0: now for you yeah. um looking at the lineup who stands out to you who's gonna start? Oh who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna jump off the page for the u.s and who's gonna jump off the page for europe and just be okay that's the go-to
1: yeah um you know, when I start to look at both sides, and you know who's who's competitive. I mean, I think on the I think on the U.S. side, I'm always looking at Angel Yin. So Angel, um, heck of a player, um, long off the tee, uh, great personality. So you'll see a lot uh, about her that way. Um, she's just a good talent who I think hasn't won enough as she should have and uh so i think she's going to shine a little bit this week okay. it's easy to pick you know rose or or you know lilia i don't think nelly's played as well as she could of late um and neither is lexi and, oh lexi so uh, she's on my other end we're gonna she's like to the justin we're thomas gonna, we're gonna of get, the, she's we're like the get justin thomas of the solheim cup team yeah she's on
0: the team because she earned her
1: spot on the team yeah but, but yeah should, should, we'll, we'll get to that yeah, I think, yeah as yeah, far yeah. as our okay. other side of it but okay. uh, you know and, and on Europe um uh, Celine Boutier I mean fifth yeah, in the world Kim, right now. it's hard to
0: say not hard oh, to no. say she's not the one
1: no and especially you know she's got a fair uh, amount of experience uh in match play as well uh, I know she won a British amateur at uh, Port Stewart um you know she's, she's got some experience and she's got the goods and and uh I think she'll stand out. Lynn Grant, uh, you know, as a rookie, super talented, amazing, yeah. um, you know, and of course, um, Charlie Hall's just been on a tear of late. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, the grit that she has. Uh, is incredible to watch. I mean, she this girl fights and fights and fights, and I think you know, and, and you know, she's kind of like Daniel Kang on the US side, she yeah. Just I was has say that, the same thing
0: there, yeah. She has that
1: gritty spirit to her, and obviously has got the skills, so I would expect a lot from her. What about what about you? Who well, who I like Singanda, um,
0: she, oh, yeah, just, Carlotta? She, yeah, yeah, she reminds me a lot of sort of a you know, a uh, Sergio Garcia, yeah. you know, kind of home really. Country spunky, yep. fiery, yep. home yep. country. She played really well in the last at uh, the last Solheim Cup. Um yep. and she's just uh, you know, she's got that grinders game
1: and her. I she's like the it. team DJ. So that that matters too. Gets everyone else pumped eek, up. Eek, eek.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> so I I,
0: I I like her a lot. Um I like Charlie Hall obviously. I mean it's hard not yeah. to like Charlie Hall and uh, yeah. and uh, Celine Boutier, but um I also like um the veteran presence of an Anna Norquist.
1: Mm. Um,
0: yeah. Playing you know, assistant captain. Playing assistant captain. She hits it long. Yeah. Um, uh, long major winner. I mean, long relative to everybody else on her team. She's long, sure. but I mean, yeah, it's not that much difference between her and 13, but yes. um, but she just, you know, the veteran the veteran experience too, uh, mm-hmm. that comes into play. So I I like her as well. On the US side, I think Nellie Corda is gonna gonna get it together. She just hmm. um, she's one of those ones I think that just gets up for this type of team based US type competition. Okay. Um, Fair. so I I like I like her to to step up. I okay. think Rojang is gonna um, is going to have a, a I'm not gonna say a coming out party because she's already <laughs> yeah, had her exactly. coming out party, yeah, but I exactly. think this is another level. She yeah. is so well spoken. Yeah, Um, She has such a great game. She's young. um, And those young rookie players, they can go one of two ways. They can either be too nervous because of the the spotlight. But now having won in her first event on the LPGA Tour, and having won as much collegiately, and she's played in junior Solheim Cups. So... It's not, I don't think the stage the is too big for her
1: as well. So yeah, yeah so I well, don't
0: think the stage is himself. too big for her. So I think that she's yeah. just going to have that uh, carefree rookie. Uh, nothing bothers me. Let's get after it kind of uh, mentality. Oh, so I do, uh, I do like her as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Daniel Kang, I mean, that's Daniel. She Kang, got her I mean, clubs though. <laughs> yeah she's
1: motivated <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so so uh-huh. who do you think is going to be the weaknesses for each side We're lexi thompson yeah 100 i just feel like now
0: and she could surprise too. she could be another one of those in the team yeah. environment but we like i said earlier that. i think she's sort of the the justin thomas of of the solheim cup she's got all the skill and all the talent she's been there she's high ranked she's played well in in some nuts, tournaments so. but she yeah. just Something's just not right with her game right now. Just as yeah. something is is when we say something's wrong with Justin Thomas. Oh, we're let's still be honest up with up ourselves up here up. too. He's still contended,
1: yeah. yeah you know, in the around.
0: last event, he's still yeah. top thirty in the world and all that. Like this, oh god, yeah. Like, but it's relative to the other players that are playing in and and playing well, well, well and at and the relative time. to
1: and relative to their own standard of play. Yeah. well, so right?
0: I think she'll be fine in the team stuff. I think she'll be fine. I don't think she's going to hey, be a drag down, I'm, but I, I think she's probably, she might sit
1: more than she plays. If I'm her partner and I'm watching her stand over a pot that we yeah, need. Turning the other way. <laughs> I'm nervous. Yet in the last Solheim cup.
0: Yes. Um, she was clutch. I know. You know, she was clutch and especially her know. putting was clutch.
1: We just never know what's going to happen. No. What about for Europe? What, what, uh, that what one's a nervous. harder one for me because I just, I got uh, two there that are easy. I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm, that's i mean Car- caroline headwall is you know not highly ranked uh you know and Emily, i thought Peterson's... she hit it further too yeah yeah she she's a strong to... strong girl like yeah. uh, i like she's strong i would but thought, they're both I would her she... her and emily peterson i mean emily peterson yeah. was like the it girl for a little bit there at the start of last year and you know got a lot of points and stuff out of that but you know they both progressively dropped down in in the uh the rankings so um you know That's going to be up to the captains to sort of figure that out, where they're going to put those players, where they're going to make them sit. Probably not uh, a good idea to put them together. Well, I mean, you could also, I mean, we know that from playing events. Or you, Sacrificial lambs. You could be. I mean, you sometimes get a case of, you know, you get a case where you get a match that you think, hey, you know what? Those two players are so hot on the other side. I'd know, rather have... win one match than lose two. Right, exactly. Or, you know, the worst case scenario is they, you know, they get a half out of it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes and people have to realize that if you're captaining, you know, we've been lucky to do that for the Pink Challenge Cup, you know, and no offense to any players, but we know we know cases where all of a sudden a player comes to you and like, hey, I'm not playing well. Like, you know, put me in. I'm going to get destroyed. Doesn't matter who it is. So you may as well put me against the the strongest people. And if I scrape something out, that's perfectly fine. But if not, you're not expecting to get those points anyways. So why why sit there and put your, you know, maybe your two best players against the other two best players. Well,
0: and the the thing is,
1: you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, this is, this is
0: topics for discussion. So, you know, when we talk about somebody being the weakest player, yeah, they're still well. It's still yeah. They're still pretty good golfers. Yeah. It's just you know we're trying to come up with something to to kind of say okay this is who we think might be the weakest player. Mm-hmm. What is the weakest player? I mean, oh, yeah. are, do they suck that bad? Not no. not really. But no. you know, we, if we have to pick something, we have to you know right. we have to look at you have to make the a history. Choice. Look at how they've played this year. Yeah. Um, You know, look at their stats. Look at their scoring averages. Look at their results and and see. You know, who's the weakest link? You are the weakest link. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right.
1: So here's the question for you. Yes. Obviously, we've got the Ryder Cup coming up next week. Yes. Uh, do you think it's good or bad that the Solheim Cup is being played a week prior to the Ryder Cup?
0: Oh, boy. Uh. I think it's better for the Solheim Cup than it's prior. Um yes, Agreed. I kind of would maybe prefer that they be more spaced out and they're not on top of each other, but um, well, I, it was I, I don't care. I mean, it's better that it's before yeah. and not after. And I don't think it yeah. takes anything away from the Ryder cup. I think it only, I think it only pumps up the whole Europe U S rivalry for sort of the thing. Ryder cup and yeah. kind of gets people pumped and motivated for that. And maybe that gets them into the Solheim cup a little yeah. bit more because they're paying more attention.
1: I, I agree. I think there are people who will be more interested in match play. They'll be familiar for people that are maybe not familiar with these events. You know, it sort of gives them a little bit of a primer before next week, as far as how sort of things happen in, in, uh, you know, match play situations and whatever. Uh, I'm not sure. I agree with Stacy Lewis about connecting the two. Um, you nope. know, she was, she was making nope. a discussion about that. I think they need their own spotlight. Yep. Uh, I think it diminishes the Solheim cup and it would get buried under the Ryder cup. Yes. Um, if they try to connect it too much and I think. I think the Solheim Cup has got, become such great property. Yes. Um, you know, thanks to the, uh, you know, thanks to the Solheim family and, and the support and the LPJ and, and the LET, you know, they made it something and I don't think it needs to be diminished. I think you don't need to hit your wagon to the Ryder Cup. Um, you need to be your own star for it, for sure.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with that. They All should right. forever and ever and ever be completely separate events in no way connected yeah. to each other. All they right. are and not no, the same. They don't have the same history. No. And um, that's it's just the way it spotlight. should be. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes you can leave well enough alone. So yeah. this is the time to leave well enough alone. All right. No more talk question. about it. One okay. More so, sorry, before you. we Go get ahead. to, okay, can so. we get into one so of the last, we got about oh, yeah, yeah, eight, seven yeah, or eight yeah. minutes. Actually, okay. drop
1: the other two things that we were going to talk about there, and and mention exactly what you were going to talk about because okay. I, I want to hear this as well. So, when
0: when listening to some of the pream about about the Solheim Cup coming up, one of the one of the things that that they spent on one of the uh, the sports networks, um,
1: uh, golf channel, just the say golf it. channel,
0: <laughs> um, they, like they're going to come after me. Uh, they spent a good half an hour, forty minutes. Okay, talking about how the European team had a distinct advantage in driving distance over the U.S. team. And they put up on the screen the driving statistics of, say, the top – I think it was the top 12 or 13. So I'm just going to – I watch this, and I'm looking at the numbers that they're showing, right. and I'm saying to myself and – I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like, what are you talking about a distinct oh. advantage? You're talking about 0. 0.4 yards difference oh between God. the third – the third longest driver on one team, and the and the fourth long like, like the, the t- sixth largest longest driver on the next oh. team, point four or five. So I said, you know what? Maybe All I'm right, wrong. I'm yeah. going to pull some statistics and just see. So first right. off, number one, Europe has a distinct advantage of two yards in average driving distance for the entire team over the U.S. <laughs> two sixty <260 laughs> so, to two fifty
1: eight so, over a variety of conditions throughout the entire year. Where sometimes it's not up to what the player actually mm-hmm. does to create that driving distance, let alone actually measure drives, let alone stats that are developed from based on caddies because they don't have a shot link on yeah. the OPG two score, yards. And they're going with two yards. Two yards, yeah. distinct so, it, advantage. So, you, so yeah.
0: now I'm sorry, but if a distinct advantage in driving distance is two is yards, two yards. <laughs> what's your advantage over me in driving distance? Yeah. Well, you average you average 290, and I average <laughs> 250. Is your like that's not that's
1: that's a distinct that's advantage. Distinct. Two yards, not so much. Yeah, people. Yeah, just a quick reminder it's a Gross here, advantage. I said about the uh, the shot link sort of stuff. If people are not familiar, in the LPJ tour. As a caddy, you have a card that you have to fill mm-hmm. out, uh, which has your stats, and that's the stats for the player oh, that we get to put in. So, the accuracy of that is still pretty damn questionable. <laughs> so, the other thing
0: is so, I pulled the driving distance of each player okay. and came up with the fact that the difference between the driving distance totals, yeah, of the first the number 1 driving distance on on in the Solheim Cup and the number 12 so the right it's the bottom twenty four player. player's yep. right so 12 yep, 12 on each side 10 yards ooh 10 yards from the fir- the top and the only reason it's that is because the top 2 driving distances in the event are 273 yeah and the person in 3rd is 269 right. that's the only reason that there's a 10 yard difference right. between yeah. that and the bottom is because the top 2 are Are six yards right? Yeah, further right than or yeah (laughs) than the next. Okay, the fact that I'm having even a hard time describing this. So please, (laughs) if this bothers me so much, I I know that you have to come up with content. I get it, but there's no content here. (laughs)
1: No,
0: there's no there's no content. (laughs) There is no distinct driving (laughs) distance advantage for one team over the other because when you pull down to the bottom of each team, the the Europeans have seven of the top 12 players in the event, seven are in driving distance are Europeans and five are Americans. Just sounds like somebody did. What's didn't distinct
1: about that? Fully do their research. So if people really oh. want some good research and stats, follow Justin yeah, follow Justin Ray or Lou Stagner on X and you'll see a lot of deep dives into actually proper Right, cuz I wanted be, to see this for myself, which is advantage. why I did. I wanted to I wanted to <laughs> feel the <laughs> discomfort
0: that I had with the <laughs> discovering that this is the stupidest <laughs> comparison i've ever seen in my life to two teams distinct uh, advantage well oh, God. three so yards
1: okay we're, we're gonna see whatever advantages happen starting tomorrow if people are listening to this podcast yes. it's already started we apologize but yeah you know what all our points i think are, are still valid it'll be fun to watch this play out uh looking forward to a great solheim cup and hey you know what maybe we'll be on uh i know i'll be on x a little bit probably doing some live stuff while yeah, uh, you know, chat, chatting back and forth. Um, the dude, yeah. even think about naming that stupid thing from Twitter oh, to X.
0: Anyway, man, you are fired up. All right, let's wrap this up before you have a hemorrhage. <laughs> all right. Um Yeah, that's all I got on the Solheim Cup. We could go on and on and on and on and on, but it's we better to watch. You we can wrap it up next week. So. Yeah, it's better to watch than to listen to, listen Hell to yeah. continue going on. All right. Well, that's a wrap. All right. That's a wrap on the this episode of the Flagstick Podcast. Um, obviously, want to thank our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Castleview Golf Club, a presenting sponsor. Uh, Adidas introducing Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Footwear, helping golfers handle the heat this season. The collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women with heat-ready and no-show technology to keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their best both zg23 vent and ultimate tour 365 tour apparel are available on adidas.ca the adidas app and selected retailers worldwide um gosh you see now i'm now i'm like i lost my paper i threw my paper (laughs) you're a mess i don't even know what i'm what what's going on here avoid that fourth cup of coffee Okay. yeah i guess so um I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope you've been enjoying and hearing and watching, listening to us. Uh, Be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, the aforementioned X, (laughs) um, Facebook, and subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, download podcasts. Uh, we'll be there. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss a single thing that we post on the YouTube channel. Yep. Um, obviously, get it. over to theflagstick.com for more amazing golf content delivered every single day. Uh, as always, appreciate you tuning in. I'm Jeff let I'm the cloud. Remember, always go for the stick.